0: Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's
1: a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish.
0: Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status, in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup, powerful nonsenses? Hello. We have returned to your earholes. To your earholes. That's exactly the same.
1: Thank you for welcoming us into your orifice. Off the head deep within your skull all right (laughs) penetrating your mind
0: that was nice expecting this I know what can I say your eloquence levels are just expanding yeah it's this podcast the the development that you're getting from this podcast is just phenomenal what can I say you're now a master of euphemisms
1: euphemisms oh yeah
0: Yeah. Oh, is that not even what you were going for?
1: No, it was. Oh, I thought that was what, what that? you were going for.
0: Anyway, <laughs> this is not a euphemism podcast. This is, this is powerful nonsense. Two guys wittering on. Yeah. About stuff. Yes. Yes, indeed. And I'm pretty excited for this
1: one. It's a good one. This is one I know you're pretty excited for. I was so excited to do this one last time we recorded. And then Wayne said, yeah.
0: nah. I said, but I said no for, for a very reason, good reason. For good Thank reason. you You hadn't much. done any research. What was that? No. No. Hang on. Let's, let's correct this. You decided to add it onto the episode list like 24 hours beforehand. True. And, so, and there was a lot of stuff in there. This is a good subject. I was like, no, I want to make sure I'm fully equipped to do this episode. Are you equipped? Not necessarily fully, but I am definitely <laughs> equipped. He's ready to go. <laughs> so um, for those that are tuning in for the first time, my name is Wayne Ingram.
1: And my name is Jemmy Aldis.
0: And yes, we are... Welcome. We are powerful nonsense. We are. I'm the powerful side, he's the nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> you decide. <laughs> um, but we're talking today about virtual reality, which mm-hmm. we don't talk about much because I think we kind of hold off talking too much about virtual reality because it's the, the thing at the minute. Um, and I don't think we want to over-egg the pudding, as it were. <laughs> um, but this specifically we want to talk about um, the sort of emotional side of virtual reality and how it's going to affect us as, uh, well, empathy machines.
1: Yeah, also just I think as well, like I think um, virtual reality is coming into people's awareness and I Mm -hmm. think people are talking about where they think it's going and I just thought it'd be a nice idea just to kind of mull over where we see it going as well because I think we have that sort of techie angle but we also, like you say, the psychological angle as well, which Mm -hmm. is quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you study psychology
0: at not uni, uh, I did, A-level.
1: I did it at A-level. Does that make... I know last time you threw out your whole philosophy uh, GCSE, but... Uh. <laughs> no, it was a philosophy A-level. Thank you very oh, much. Okay, well done.
0: Um, <laughs> no, no, because I was just... In, it just crossed my mind because you were saying about how we were talking about the psychological side and, like, because I obviously, being an actor, I understand a lot of human interaction and all that sort of stuff. I never studied psychology... But on a very human level, I understand
1: mm-hmm.
0: the way people behave, and I'm empathetic in that sense. As my in my capacity as an actor, yeah. so I just wondered if you had a background in. I
1: psychology did psychology at, like at AS level, and I did really shit. Okay. Um,
0: but so then, take everything he says in this episode of the Pencil.
1: But then also for my degree, um, I did when obviously I did film, but I did go into a lot. My whole dissertation was a psychology oh, based dissertation. Actually.
0: What was your dissertation again? It was it something was to do with fairy the, um,
1: tales. It was the unconscious power of storytelling on children's minds, or something like that. And oh, I basically yeah. went into how like fairy That's tales right. and children's films, such as Toy and stuff like that, might have an actual influence right. on child's behaviour. Yeah, I remember and stuff you like doing that. that. Yeah. so I'm, I'm just fascinated with psychology and it just blows my mind
0: yeah so. it's when you start de- delving into it it does get quite fascinating so okay so I think a lot of that's going to come into play actually in this For episode sure. and obviously my background as well so I just thought, just thought I'd ask because I don't think I'd ever, we'd ever put that out there before so so yeah so we want to talk about virtual reality obviously as you say we've got the tech side we've got the psychology side kind of, we're both intrigued in those spaces uh, in equal measure I'd say um, but this this kind of episode came about from the TED Talk that
1: mm-hmm. you saw. Also a bit of Jason Silver.
0: Oh, yeah, Jason. Do you know, I haven't checked him out, actually, since you... It has only been a week since we recorded uh-huh. those episodes, so, you know, forgive me. But I do need to check him out because he does sound right up my street. Um, so, yeah, so there's this TED Talk. We'll link to it in the show notes uh, where it's from 2015, so it's still quite... VR was not really mainstream talk at that stage. It was mm-hmm. just starting to get into the zeitgeist um, about how he thinks that virtual reality is going to start affecting hearts and minds of people in a very uh, impactful way. Specifically, talking about uh, work that he's doing with the UN to put like the politicians and stuff in the um, virtually in the like relief areas and things like that, so they can so they can witness. Mm-hmm. What's going on, and hopefully pull on their heartstrings a little bit more than being separated through the TV.
1: Yeah, I think it's that whole. I mean, I don't know if listeners out there have kind of seen nowadays, like on the streets. You know, people call them the chuggers, like charity <laughs> charity muggers, people who are kind of like oh, um, yeah. collecting um money. Chug- to... I've not heard. That you before? not heard that phrase? The no, charity muggers. That's what they call them. That's chuggers. So it's really bad. It's but... it's
0: a shame, but it's it's pretty yeah. accurate
1: but basically <laughs> people on the streets now like looking to sign you up or collect money for charities they've started like um, holding like virtuality um, gear on them and so basically like a lot of them are actually get people to they? watch Virtuality on the street. that's streets.
0: effective
1: and so that's like good. just say you they're asking for money for Syria then you will literally put on the goggles and you'll see some little
0: it's probably much more effective than them trying to be banterous with you yeah exactly as you're
1: walking down the street and so basically what again in that <laughs> TED talk he's talking about is, is kind of virtuality can be that sort of fast track to empathy it's in a similar way it's kind of like I've done volunteering in the past and then suddenly when you volunteer with certain organisations you've got more empathy so if you volunteered for a homeless charity you'd have more empathy when you walk past a homeless person on the street. And I think mm. that's the same kind of what virtuality can do from mm. anywhere, basically. So if, for example, I'm sure they've done studies where you maybe watch a something in virtuality and then how likely you are to donate after watching, there's probably studies done or um if they make you watch a, I don't know, a scary film or something, how likely you are to be anxious after doing stuff. So um, one phrase I really, I heard, which was either in the TED Talk or either by Jason Silver was this idea that he said, like, art and films has always been looking through a frame. Um, <laughs>
0: that was in the TED Talk. Yeah,
1: and I thought it was really powerful. He sort of said, like, um, we've always kind of, the, the, the screen is a frame that we look at these worlds. And he said the thing with virtual reality is that we actually get to step into those frames, mm-hmm. which is a experience that we've never mm-hmm. had before. And I think we've had like 3D, but it's never been fully immersive. And I've, <coughs> I've, I've had a little mess around like the Oculus and like I played the rugby game. And in that rugby game, you literally feel like these big brute guys are running into you and your body reacts in the mm-hmm. same way you would do if it See, was... See, this is where uh, I've had i've had
0: very limited opportunity to try full-on vr like Mm -hmm. full-on vr yeah
1: um
0: the one opportunity i was at star wars the star wars convention yeah get my anorak out (laughs) uh i was at the (laughs) star Wars convention last year and uh, they had a virtual reality experience i was so pumped to try it so pumped in fact that i left it to the last thing i was gonna do Mm -hmm. you needed tickets You need to pre-book tickets. didn't even know. I was gutted, so I didn't get to try it. I didn't get to try a Star Wars virtual reality experience. I felt like my life was over. I felt like that was it. I'm done. Did you cry? I was gutted. I didn't cry, but I was gutted. Um, So you've never tried any... So I've not tried. The only virtual reality experience I've had is the pretty shitty... Uh, 360 video kind of phone virtual reality where you've got put ah, your phone yeah, like, in. The like, like the cardboard stuff, but yeah. I've not actually used a Google
1: cardboard, but but yeah, that Honestly, sort of level the Oculus so, and stuff like that. Is I'm desperate, ridiculous. I'm
0: desperate to try it because because the problem with the the cheap ass systems is um, the the headset feels like it gets in the way because mm-hmm. you're very much aware that this is not real because Mm -hmm. the the lenses you're trying to get the lens in in, line and stuff like that so i'm desperate to try a proper 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 virtual reality um because of that that suspending your disbelief and your your body your brain tricking your body into believing that that it's real Mm -hmm.
1: which i haven't yet experienced and that's what i think so powerful about it like we all know that the brain is kind of creating the world so when it comes through your perspective the brain doesn't know any different really Mm -hmm. so literally when like in that rugby game when someone when the player's running at you because you've got the ball you literally back away and you're like tensing because you're worried you're about to get hit Uh by this huge guy tackling you to the floor and I think that's the same thing that it's doing for people in terms of like like you say for their empathy they Mm. are Feeling like they are really like I think there was it was it in that video where he was saying there there was like a girl who was taking you around her home was it that or did yeah that, no
0: it, that was the TED
1: talk as well yes in the TED talk there's like a, a little girl who's sort of taking taking you around her home I don't know if it's Syria or one of these. Um, so
0: it looks like a war-torn country yeah it's like
1: a war-torn country and she's sort of showing you around where she lives and stuff like that and she takes you outside and it's so realistic and like you literally feel like you are with her and Mm. i think what that's doing to the brain is like incredible and i think it is making you feel a lot more connection to that person i could imagine in i don't know maybe three four years time we're going to be watching um uh, what's the uh, cherry when they do Red Nose Day or these charity relief comic relief? We're going to be watching it on headsets, and I reckon we're. I mean, you cry when you watch some of that stuff, anyway. But I think the amount of donations they're going to get when it's that immersive, where you literally feel you're with the person. Mm. I think that's that's what really fascinates me with um, VR. I do think that it is it steps into it steps into your brain like a fervor like it does make you connect on a more physical, biological level as well. And I mean, a great film does that. A great film will basically make you forget the sides of the screen and where yeah. you're sitting. But I think this one is just to that extra but level. I,
0: but I think what the difference is, and you, in a way you've kind of alluded to it already, the difference is, is with a film, it, it, yes, it impacts you emotionally. <clears throat> if, you, if it's a good film and you get really invested in it, it will impact you emotionally. It'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry, all that sort of stuff. But what film can't do... That i think vr can do well film can do it in terms of crying and laughter and things like that but beyond that what film can't do that vr can do is actually um elicit a bodily reaction
1: mm-hmm. that biological function yeah. right
0: where your body tenses up when you know you occasionally so literally
1: get... if you watch a horror film in vr you will shoot yourself <laughs>
0: <laughs> like obviously like with film and stuff like you do get some reactions like sometimes you're cringe or something yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's kind of the extent of it whereas yeah. this is like a
1: fully plus you're conscious of the everybody else in the cinema so you don't like you, right. kind of, you are controlling yourself right. to some level but... it'd be
0: really interesting when we get to the stage where we have cinemas where it's VR only Mm -hmm. And basically it's a room of people watching the same film at the same time in a VR headset.
1: Well, you'll be doing that from home. You don't even need to be then. Well,
0: yeah, but what's likely to happen first, I think, is you're going to have these complexes first. Uh Then it becomes a... A consumer yeah, yeah, yeah. appliance. So, because the cinemas are totally going to get on it. Mm-hmm. They're totally going to see the, the market opportunity. So, you'll end up with these rooms where there's like a massive group of people mm-hmm. watching the same film at the same time on a VR headset. I just, I'd love to be able to fly on the wall and just watch them, everybody react, reacting uh-huh. when you can't see what they're reacting to.
1: That would be interesting. I was just thinking, imagine. Be like, like silent disco. Imagine, like, in the future when you like sign up to, like, you've got an Odeon discount card, you've got the card where you can go every month. Imagine, like, Instead of going to Cinema Now, they send you the Odeon headset and it comes in the post with your popcorn, your drinks, mm. and then you basically, okay, you're watching it each. I know you watch a film every month, a week and you sit there, you've got your popcorn, your drinks, you're watching with your VR headset, but it's got the realistic. Yeah. It'll be like nostalgic to film like. Well, your
0: popcorn could go everywhere.
1: It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a free girl. <laughs> Chuck it up Brilliant. in the air Oh my god But that's what I mean It'll be like It'll be nostalgic To go to the cinema Yeah I I, I almost do think The cinema is almost nostalgic It's getting anyway. to that level Where before That's where you went to watch But now it's like I want to go there So that I don't check my phone Every two seconds And I don't It's,
0: a, it's the escapism Of the cinema yeah. now
1: Isn't it really? That's what I mean It's that forced Focused attention Yeah Whereas people That's what people Buy into now It's like you're forced To only do that one thing mm-hmm. For amount of time
0: I love that about the cinema though.
1: Anyway yeah. We digress We do
0: Um but yeah, no, I think I think I I think the potential for it to really affect us on that emotional level is something that I'd considered in a roundabout way, but not really considered in depth until I watched that TED talk. It uh, certainly made me have a broader perspective on the mental state. Cause my kind of thinking of the mental state that, that virtual reality, the effects that virtual reality can have was more kind of like, yeah, but you know, we can put people into these psychological simulations where we can change their behavior by literally repeating a a scenario. Mm -hmm. So they either, you know, completely immune to the emotional effects of that because they've experienced it so much. Mm -hmm. Like, I always think of like these dating agencies are going to have a field day, just simulating constant rejection, mm-hmm. till eventually you're so fine with rejection, you're just like, eh, it's not an issue. That everybody's just got all that confidence because they're just like, there'll be another person, there'll be another. And person. it's so
1: realistic because it is like filmed like usually HD, so it actually you literally it's done on a high real. quality yeah. 360. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, Wayne. I don't know if you ever go on the old um, pornography sites. Have you noticed they've already started marketing VR porn?
0: I have noticed, yes.
1: You still haven't got yourself some Oculus? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no. That's the, the, that Oculus is, is expensive though, right?
1: But, yeah, no, well, to be honest, you can get some cheap alternatives, but the Oculus True. is incredible. But yeah. it's interesting, obviously, people say, like, the porn industry usually leads the way, but, like, the yeah. porn sites are already showing they VR. Are. Yeah. It's mental. And then, obviously, but that's, that's what I'm saying. There's so many... You've got someone who's trying to change the world through VR, then you've got someone who's selling sex, which does sell. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, like, I mean, we're going to get onto it probably in the second half, but this whole idea that, yes, if there's the extreme of you can make people kinder, more empathetic, more connected to others, there's always got to be the other side.
0: <gasps> okay, I feel like we need to take the break now.
1: I'm just going to throw in the towel there. Yeah,
0: yeah let's take the break now because I. I, I so I want to talk about this stuff in depth, so I don't want to have to rush it. Because the we've Dark got a Side
1: job. of VR. The Dark Side of VR. Oh, that's a really good title as well. And maybe that's what we should go with. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Okay. Let's have our break. So, uh, yes. Um, yes, a massive thank you to our regular sponsor of the show, Northampton University.
1: Our will, will you university. be in VR in the future? Your VR school? A bit like Ready Player One? Um, I don't think so. Well,
0: I suppose eventually, yes. But like... We're not, university, I mean, yes, okay, you have Skype lectures occasionally, but it's not really
1: taken over. And Mm. that technology has been around now for 10, 20 years. I wonder if they'll do like the study of whether being in a VR classroom makes you more effective at learning.
0: I'm sure that will only be a matter of time.
1: Anyway. But anyway. uh,
0: So a huge thank you to the University of Northampton, our, our old uni, our old stomping ground.
1: Oh, yeah. I do love it I do love going do back. Do you know to what the other day this is true, I had a flashback of you standing outside on the green, next in the first year of being sick. <laughs> and I think you dropped everything you had in your pockets on the floor. And I remember picking up, like, I think you were, like, almost being sick, but, like, on that sort of cusp of being I sick. Know, but then I... you didn't want to pick your stuff off the floor.
0: Oh, it... I don't remember that bit. I, I, remember,
1: dropped... I remember
0: I I remember. remember the night that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that was just, it, oh, it, just, was it literally crazy. just popped
1: out of nowhere in my brain and made me laugh.
0: Just... Uh, what a great advert for the uni. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, you can party, but you can also...
0: Party hard, play hard work hard
1: exactly on that <laughs> is that their slogan no it's, no it's not
0: transforming lives inspiring change i believe is there. is their slogan <laughs> um but no so that's our old stomping round. and they were when they asked if they could sponsor the show it was just a perfect fit because obviously we talk about careers we talk about lifestyle choice we talk about uh the, the positive things going on in the world as well future. and the future and they've got all that they're, they're considering all of these things at the minute um they're a change maker campus which what, what that means is that they're totally invested in actually having a positive social impact on uh the wider society the local society and they're really supportive of Any students that want to set up their business, want to set up a community project, they're really, really supportive of that stuff and supportive of all of their alumni as well. So it kind of feels when you go in there, you're not just kind of going for your degree, you're kind of going there for the the greater, wider experience. Um, so if that sounds like the sort of thing that you want to do and experience alongside getting your degree
1: new campus coming soon new campus
0: coming soon next September I think is it next September I think it's next September probably not as
1: soon as I imagined but
0: it's still pretty soon (laughs) for a whole new campus yeah Um, so yeah check them out northampton.ac.uk a massive thank you to them for their continued support of the show lovely Um, so so the dark side of virtual reality so you were saying how um obviously it can have some really positive impacts on our emotional well-being, the way we empathize with certain things that we might not necessarily empathize with uh in as the example, any of the war-torn countries and the relief that we can offer for doing charity work and things like that. So it can make us more empathetic in all of that sort of stuff. However, mm-hmm. when that power is available for good it's often also available for the not so good Mm -hmm. um so it's interesting because we both had this thought whilst we were watching this ted talk yeah because i had the thought i was going to put it in the show notes and then you'd already put it in the show notes and i was like yes
1: we're thinking the same way this is good yeah, I think as well. Like you've got, we kind of had the point down as like ultimate. It can create the ultimate empathy, or it could be the ultimate propaganda. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you've got to remember. Like when you're creating a world, it is a part of art, and we know that art has such a powerful effect on people. But then, in the in the wrong hands, it can sway people. We know that art was used in the past for war to get people to go to war, to people to mm-hmm. sign up for war, mm-hmm. um, to change people's beliefs. Imagine elections in VR. Imagine if you were you could then watch certain elections. You could
0: be be, at a rally without actually
1: being at a rally. Exactly, and because you feel it, because it's hitting your senses, everybody's cheering, everybody. And again, you might have your avatar in VR eventually and stuff like that. So you feel you're there, you've got people connected to you. It's that same we've spoke about before, where like digital and technology and algorithms are kind of forcing us. Although we can expand our minds, often the algorithms are actually causing us to actually... Um, niche down to so much mm-hmm. and so you're only getting a particular part of who you are or two it's taking your current personalities and just squeezing it all together to make you more that thing that it thinks you are yeah and that's the danger in it because obviously imagine if you start wearing your vr headset when you're watching i don't know a youtube person you start following and it's, it's hitting the senses now you feel more connected to that person they're speaking at you it feels like they're in front of you you're sharing the room with them um and they, I don't know it's these different well even more so What the thing that scares me more
0: is not necessarily the experiencing of the YouTube star for example mm-hmm. it's the advert that goes before mm-hmm. because you're in this 360 fully immersive world you're in no control as to what that advert is going to be put out. And yeah, okay, a lot of this it. stuff, a lot of this stuff is going to have been said about TV and radio. Mm-hmm. It's the same conversation, sure. Mm-hmm. But the difference this time is goes back to what we were saying. With TV, it can only impact you on a certain level. This is the next step. This is taking it from an emotional thing to actually a physically a physical interpretation of a quote-unquote physical event so for example
1: you're in the shower with the old spice guy yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that
0: but like they could put anything out there and they could really hit you on a very solid emotional level and your brain Mm -hmm. thinks that what you've just experienced despite it being scripted is legit Uh real that's the scary
1: thing speaking to your core is literally in there yeah
0: Like, corporations and big organisations are going to have the ability, potentially, again, this is all the stuff that... uh, So I understand it could be completely blowing it out of proportion,
1: as was done with TV and radio. That's what I'm thinking. Is it just that? Is it just people thought, oh, my God, because I think I heard on something, might have been Gary Vee or something, but he was saying, like, people used to freak out when they heard their own voices on voice... On Uh on, uh, voice... uh, What's it when you get a voice note from someone on the phone? Answer machine? Answer machine, yeah. So people just freak out when that happened. When, oh my God, someone's saving my voice somewhere. Mm -hmm. But is it just, oh, it kind of seems freaky, but then it's kind of the bit that, obviously TV, you could visually see, you had the radio, then now you could visually see people. But this one, you're going to be almost Uh, biologically with them. Yeah,
0: well, that's it. Your senses are going to be tricked. Your senses are going to be tricked. Mm -hmm. Because when you're that fully immersed, uh, well, as you said, you feel you've experienced it yourself. You're watching rugby through your, you're experiencing a rugby match through virtual reality. You're playing this video game and it seems photo real. And you feel, you physically feel the impact
1: mm-hmm.
0: of them hitting you because your body's gone. Oh shit. Impact's coming. So you feel the tenseness of, it. Mm-hmm. you know, so your body's already been tricked. And that's the difference here, is you're being tricked. It's not like you're emotionally switching off like watching TV. It's 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 on a whole new level that we've not experienced and explored fully yet. So mm-hmm. the potential is, because I don't want to scaremonger, I don't want to say, you know, the sky is falling down or anything <laughs> like that. But it is definitely a possibility that corporations and big businesses are going to have the ability to actually physically impact your body Mm -hmm. on an emotional level
1: and i think people don't actually realize that actually and that um, scares me you know they do studies on this stuff they these coca-cola are actually got psychologists there who are Put in a group of a hundred people through a test. Put probably put in their heart rate on monitor mm-hmm. while somebody's watching an advert on TV and mm-hmm. they're seeing oh, how do they? Does their blood sugar spike when they listen watch this? Does their heart mm-hmm. rate go mm-hmm. up when they're watching this advert? But then if that's the case and it is hitting on a biological level, it is literally. I think people don't realise how much biology um, changes mental state. Like you, you could watch yeah. a TED talk on that. They say power postures. If you open up your chest, put your mm-hmm. arms in the air you increase your testosterone. I I
0: studied it as an actor and it works both ways. Mm -hmm. It works both ways. So what you can do... So for the example we used is uh, when it's raining, your posture is more closed than it is open, same as when you're inside. When you Mm -hmm. step outside, your posture changes because there's more open space. Mm -hmm. Um, And so because the environment impacts you, you can Mm -hmm. also use your body to Mm -hmm. trick the mind that it's in another environment. That's how acting works. So if you change your posture, if you study your posture as to what you're like outside versus inside, you can then replicate that. So Mm -hmm. you can, when you're on stage, you can trick your mind Mm -hmm. into thinking that you are outside, your posture changes, and therefore the audience recognizes the physicality, and they go, ah, we're outside now. So it works both ways. So the fact that that works as an actor, like I know for a fact that that will definitely work in virtual reality.
1: Wow, that's mental. Imagine there's going to be some crazy, like, mind interrogation done through, like, virtual reality.
0: Scary shit. I hadn't (laughs) thought about that.
1: Imagine you could get, like, psychologically forced to watch something, like, forced to watch something that is having an impact. But
0: that's what I was saying about the YouTube adverts, because that's Mm. the bit that scares me. Because you don't have control as to what adverts go in front of a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. That's Google controlling that. Mm -hmm. And the company's controlling that. So you. So that's what I mean. You could potentially be on a very deep level brainwashed.
1: Yeah, so that, that sort of...
0: Again, I don't want to be all like, oh, no, well, well, it's well, got to remember, but it's
1: something to consider. You've got to remember you're being brainwashed anyway. Like you've, exactly. You've created yeah. the environment. Sure. Everything that you sure. see is, your perspective, is sure. your perspective based on the experiences. But I could imagine watching an advert where a bunch of people will hit their cola cans in the air and drink it on TV is going to be very different I'm to me.
0: already salivating. <laughs> but
1: it's going to... But, I can imagine you'll be salivating more if you've got the virtual reality headset and you Anything watch. Just, you, you watch. It, it looks like you're holding the can. You crack it open and then you pour it towards your mouth, and you can hear the sound of you drinking it. That is probably going to have a lot more uh, effect on how much you're salivating after watching that, mate. <laughs> that's unreal. You're actually licking your lips that, and yeah. I can hear you salivating. That is unreal. But that's what it will be like then because now you, it's basically... They, they
0: because that's it, where they really hit you is going to be those first person things. Yeah,
1: when it's that sales where, and marketing, it's like they, <laughs> sales people do that. They put you in the, imagine they they say to you, imagine what it will be like to be at that point where you're making this much money or you're on that boat, visualize being on that boat and you can smell mm. the fresh air, but you're well, going to have it. that visually.
0: With TV, the difference is they can only shoot... Show you it they can they can only go here's you watching this happen
1: mm-hmm. whereas
0: with virtual reality they can go here is what it will be like when you experience it
1: mm-hmm.
0: like because it doesn't work on tv like you've got all those things where it's like a new roller coaster and whatever and they try and do it pov and you're like yeah. well i'm sat in my sofa yeah, yeah. Like, i'm not experiencing that but you're in virtual reality and your body's thinking about all the g-force and all that sort there, of stuff yeah. like is that there's those rides in the um, I don't know if you've ever been to Alton Towers. I'm not a um, big fan of rides, to be honest. But there's there's this it's the optical illusion thing. So you've got base. It's re- going to be really hard. I'm going to try and explain this audio wise. <laughs> so you're basically sat. There's two rows facing each other. You're sat, and uh, basically this the, the the room starts to move. Mm-hmm. So it moves backwards and forwards. So you're swinging towards and away from each other, but you're both on the same platform. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like rocking, a bit like the pirate ship ride. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rocking backwards and forwards, but you're indoors, okay. And um, but what actually happens is then it, you you go upside down, right. So you're looking at the floor, Sounds except horrible. for the fact that you're not actually going upside down. What's happening is it's just rocking backwards and forwards. And then after a while they flick a switch and the, the actual walls of the room are the thing spinning, Oh god! but your mind, because it, because it feels as though or it, it sees that it's going upside down, even yeah. though it's not going upside down, you think that you're going, Your your body feel, you feel the gravity, Holy shit. but you look at the floor and you look at people's hair and you realize their hair isn't, dangling to the floor oh god you look opposite there, there's certain giveaways of the fact that you're not actually upside down but your body still feels the gravi- gravity yeah. so if that can be achieved not in virtual reality then it can definitely be achieved in virtual reality so you can feel you'll, you will feel that roller coaster that, that they're advertising you because they put it in POV madness yeah scary shit man it it's is. cool it's cool exciting it's an exciting new frontier um i mean
1: i've, I, always, I I've
0: always said yeah. we're really far away from from that level of stuff but mm. on a consumer level because it's not going to be widely adopted consumer wise yeah. i still think for at least 10 years
1: i really i really like what um gary v said on this it's kind of that same thing whereas people bought 3D TVs but they don't want to sit at home wearing glasses yeah. and it's kind of that same thing I, again we've spoke about it like the, the face is not an area that people are willing to <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of put that technology on just yet but yeah. like you say he says if the lenses come that might be mm. the breakthrough where they can kind of be on and off at, you can choose it yeah. which might be the one but um, I think there's a lot of scope for good as well like I think oh, definitely. There, there's amazing things that can be done I think um, I think shopping of the future in VR could mm-hmm. be incredible great experiences get to like walk like like for me moving house like you might be able to choose uh-huh. your stuff on Argos and then walk around and visualise what it would look like right. in your house well this
0: is the thing like right so Amazon now instead imagine so instead of a website you have a virtual reality environment so you're walking Shopping into center, a physical yeah. Amazon store yeah and you've got you walking down a corridor, and you've got mm. different doors for the different categories. So yeah. you've got toys and games, yeah. you've got books, you've got whatever, and you just walk through that door, and you're in this massive complex.
1: Yeah, I was, I was saying to, and,
0: you, and you have a, you have a virtual. Uh, sort of shop assistant come up to you and go what are you looking for and then that's yeah. how you input your search yeah. and then boom it all appears on the shelves
1: I was saying it's a great point you made there because I was actually saying this to Lisa the oh, other day because so cool. we've been doing like we've signed up to Amazon Fresh and we just did a shop and we like sitting there on a computer going like oh you got that done. is that everything yeah it looks like everything yeah, yeah yeah and then you order it and then you get it it comes you're like fuck, we forgot to get lemons or this and that. And I was just thinking that's the missing part because a supermarket kind of plays you through your Mm buy-in, what you would need. Obviously, it's got the extras and stuff like that. But I could imagine that if I could put on my headset and then do my Amazon shop and literally get to walk around, okay, that's the veg, you start the veg, you start this, you get to the drinks, blah, blah, blah. I could imagine that I'd probably spend double the amount I spent just doing it on Mm. their website because I'm physically being taken through a kind of... Mm -hmm. Like series and i can I generally believe that 's the way shopping is going to go that 's where high streets are going to go you 're going to have your input av- avatar you 're going to walk into top man into virtual reality. You're going to look like you're looking in the mirror. You're going to see the actual garment looks perfect. They're going to stick it onto you. Well,
0: that's it. And because and be, your avatar because they can already do 3D scans of yeah, you. Yeah, I've seen so, it. So so that will become a mainstream thing. So your avatar will be a perfect 3D scan of you. So your measurements will be yeah. correct. So they're not even going to need to. Me- that will all be computer data. So all of the mannequins that you go into a
1: clothing. Sh- the clothing
0: store will be yeah your measurements or so you, you or you just be... I mean I don't think they'd go that far as <laughs> it to being you
1: but then at least it's the same thing like
0: you... because that might be a little too alien plus at the same time they're a probably gonna... too much. Yeah. but they'll certainly have the mannequin that it's on yeah. will definitely be your measurements mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. because then you what you will see is what
1: you will get do you know what they'll actually do which is even freakier they'll probably make them look kind of like you but everything that you wish you were like because they know May... they they <laughs> you know when they like when like look girls look at websites and they obviously look at and you've got beautiful women wearing these clothing or you've got mm-hmm. these men that are just models wearing mm-hmm. the latest jeans mm-hmm. and so they'll make it like the best version based on algorithms of what makes someone beautiful but it'll be a better version of you wearing the items that there they... is no better version of me I mean you've hit your peak Wayne <laughs> 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 the algorithm's gonna
0: be the like does
1: not compute blow, blow the mind there'll the just whole, be, they'll just be just errors all over mine. just not allowed in the store keep him out he's too good looking <laughs> <laughs> but that's where it'll get to it'll get to that kind of extreme level yeah i want to wrap up on this um quote wayne okay could you do it because i'm not <laughs> okay i want to wrap up but i want you to deliver it
0: okay sure so ah, mm. oh, man we've got to do another vr episode it's gone too quick I could talk for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. But that's why we don't like to do it too often. Mm -hmm. Because it means that when we do talk about it, it's really freaking awesome. I just
1: like the little random thoughts of the future that come up. Yeah, the ideas of what could...
0: And the thing is, is so much of this is not even outside the realms of possibility now. Like, when we were kids, this is, like, stuff of fantasy. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, it's like, actually, no, I can see how that will work. Mm -hmm. I can see exactly how that's going
1: to work. And I could probably have that today if someone just codes it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what's... The few, it never. Before we get to the quote, sorry, because I know you're in, but like I had the realization, I think it was two years ago. I think it was the moment, it was the moment where Microsoft demonstrated the HoloLens mm-hmm. at E3 and I watched that video and I was like, it's official. We now live in the future. Like, the future I always dreamed of as a kid, we are there. The mm-hmm. future the future is now. It's just
1: the adoption, basically, isn't it? Yeah. It's just basically, the technology is there, but then the, the businesses just don't think society's ready. Ready for
0: it, yeah.
1: That's all they're holding off from, really. Yeah. Which is why we're educating people about what's going to come, but then hopefully it becomes the norm and more uh, people are likely to adopt it. Mate, I
0: can't wait. I can't wait. The last 15 years, sorry, I know you want to get this. The last 15 years <laughs> and how much has changed in the last 15 years. Yeah. And I'm like... I'm going to be in my mid-40s. In, yeah. well, I'm not even going to be in my... I'm going to be in my early 40s in 15 years. That's mm. still young. Like, mm-hmm. and the world is going to be so unbelievably different. Gary V goes on about the fact that everything that's important right now mm. did not exist 10 years ago or 11 years ago. Maybe. Twitter, Facebook, all that sort of stuff didn't exist. It's changed our world. Mate. Hype. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this quote from Chris... I can't see. Milk. Chris Milk, thank you. Uh, which is the guy that did the um That's TED the TED Talk, talk yeah. guy. We'll link that in the show notes as well,
1: which we've already said, but there we go.
0: Um, so the quote is, VR is a machine, but it'll make us more human.
1: And what I like about that is we know that humans are multifaceted. And so, like we say, there's going to be people who use VR to do good. But as with everything, there's yin and yang, there's going to be people who are going to use it to the, to be bad. And so it's just one of those things... Do you go to the, uh, is it the dark side or the, uh, am I the saying light no, the no, light that's side?
0: Right.
1: That's right. There you go. It's going to be like you, that, basically. You'd pass
0: as a Star Wars fan. Just There you
1: that. go. So it depends which way you're, which side you want to be on. But um, mm. I'm optimistic.
0: Yeah. I think it, I can't wait. I can't wait for it all to be the norm. There Super we go. Excited. So... So let's wrap up there. Man, I'd that was to, such
1: a good episode. I'd love to know what other people's opinions so are. Like, yeah. Would you like to see Amazon VR? Would you like to
0: Amazon VR, see
1: yourself on a mannequin?
0: I actually might enjoy going shopping for the first time in my life. There you go.
1: Just sitting down, but you're just walking around the store. and
0: Just having the shop just appear in front of me.
1: I reckon very soon we are going to see Amazon will send you those for free. Mm-hmm. And they will say... Go Experience, Go Shop. Go shop. Mm-hmm. They could be called Go Shop. Yeah. That's a good name. And then, Amazon, if you're listening. There you go. Literally, imagine with your Prime package comes called Go Shop, you get your fresh, and then you just stick them on, have a little walk around, Mate. do your purchasing. I reckon they tested it now, they would sell more stuff for sure because it's that browsability that's missing. It's kind of... Mm-hmm. I think shopping is two to the point you your online shopping is too to the point you just go in and get what you need, whereas yeah I can imagine there's a big upside for these sort of businesses in mm. letting people browse. Damn straight.
0: Anyway, we could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So we won't so we will save it for another episode uh in the near future. Um thanks very much for tuning in as always. Um this is this has been a great... I've really enjoyed this episode. I hope you have too. Usually it works out that when we enjoy an episode, it usually comes out quite good. So that's that's, that's <laughs> usually a good,
1: good, is that, is that's good a correlation. With...
0: There is good correlation there. So I'm hoping you enjoyed it too. If you did, and if this is any interest to anyone you know, please share it with them. It really helps spread the word of the show. Doing that, as does leaving a nice little review on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, five stars or more would be greatly appreciated. And if you're not subscribed already, please do hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice. So we shall leave it there and we shall catch you next time.
1: See you later.